Welcome to Fable and the Verbivore. I'm Fable, Beth Stedman. And I'm the Verbivore, Laura Johnson. And this is a podcast for writers who read, readers who write, and, and everyone, everyone who, who loves, loves words. All right, so today we are excited to talk about finding your writing community. This is something I think people ask a lot. And when, when you're starting out writing or, or whether you're starting out or you've been doing it for a while, it can be really hard to find other writers, connect with other writers. People often wonder like, how do I do that? I regularly have people ask me, how do you do that? Absolutely. And it's just, I think it's, I'm excited to just talk about some of the ways that we've done that and some ideas we have um, to help mm-hmm. you find your people and find those writers who are going to cheer you on and support you and help you grow in your writing life. I want to kind of start us out. I came across this quote recently that I just think, I don't know, I liked it. (laughs) It's from Charles Simic. I think I'm saying his last name right. A poet, he's a poet actually. And the line is just, he who cannot howl will not find his pack. And Mm -hmm. I think when we're thinking about finding your pack, finding your people, finding your other writers, like the first thing you have to learn how to do is to howl. You have to put yourself out there. You have to kind of share your voice and your work and the things you like and the books you're reading and yes. <laughs> kind of be willing to go to things or talk to people or yeah, you kind of have to take that brave step to get a little bit loud and be seen. Absolutely. And, and be open and also sharing and vulnerable yes. and that's uncomfortable. We want the yes. easy <laughs> way to get a, a community. We want like yes. to press the button and yeah. then community happens, but unfortunately it's not that easy of a process and it looks differently for everyone. But I think knowing that coming in open, coming in vulnerable, coming in sharing of yourself will then invite someone else to kind of join you in that. Yeah. Well, and you can't really find, like, I feel like the biggest way that I found other writers that I connect with is sharing the things that I like and the things that I don't like because it narrows down the the field, right? Like, like if you are trying to please everyone, you're not going to find your people. Like you have to kind of put out there the, the stuff that you actually really deeply like. And that can be scary. Like I have recently started sharing a lot more about like reading romance and the romance books I'm reading and reviews on them. And And that was really scary at first because I knew I had people in my life who thought romance was just, and who did not at all approve of, you know, or or kind of were a little snooty about reading romance and things like that. And, and I knew I might lose some of those people, but the thing is, is that since doing that, I've gained so many more people. And those people are people who are just as like excited about reading romance and interested in that as I am. And so we have things to talk about and it's fun. And they're writing the same sort of things that I'm writing and reading the same sort of things that I'm reading. And, and I'm just, I'm so glad that I started taking that risk and getting honest about the things that I like and the things that I'm reading and the things that, and even the things that aren't for me, um, because that also helps to, to find those people that, that share those things with you. Absolutely. And it creates authentic connection that's not built on the facade, Yes, which I think that's part of it too, is if we're not showing up authentically, then the connections tend to be more shallow. They can, they yeah. can tend to be more on the surface of like how I pre- present myself rather than the deep things that I'm really passionate, interested, enthusiastic about. And yeah. often we are attracted to people who are 
interested about things, who are passionate about things, not people who are just kind of wishy-washy about things. And yes. so when we, per- I, I think sometimes we can also tell when someone's being a little guarded, like yeah. it puts up a tiny wall and then you're like, okay, should I put a tiny wall up? Or, you know, even if it's subconscious, we don't enter into those situations with the same amount of openness and the kind of authenticity, I think. It is funny how being authentic can be addictive as well. That when other people see you being authentic, they're more willing to also be authentic as well. So that can then create that kind of even habit of authenticity within the community. Yeah, I think that's so true. And those connections, like they're not only deeper, but they're kind of easier in a weird way. Like it's so much more fun to talk to someone who geeks out about the same things you geek out about. (laughs) whether that's Marvel or Pixar or writing or whatever it is absolutely it's well it's easier because you're not performing like it's easier because you get to come and be your awkward funny weird self and and you feel like you'll be accepted as that you feel comfortable you feel like you can come into those situations and be yourself which that's special too, like creating those safe spaces where there's acceptance of like the real person. That's huge. And it's huge in a grow, like to grow a community that's vibrant, that's living, that's, yeah. you know, continuing to like welcome in others, having that openness, that acceptance, that ability to be passionate, ability to be yourself, including the weird parts. That's huge. Yeah. So I feel like that's really the first step. Like if you yeah. want to find your, your writing yes. community, you have to start with getting honest, honest yes. with yourself and honest with other people around you in whatever ways you can. And some, sometimes that means when you're talking to friends and family, and sometimes it means what you're posting online and, and sharing in social media or on your blog or your website, or maybe if it means if you're going to things, if you're going to readings or to writing groups or things like that in person it it means also showing up honestly there and sharing what you like and who you are and I think honest as yourself but also honest for what you're trying to what your goal is what you're trying Mm -hmm. to create what you're interested in engaging with community to to do or to yeah like grow when you have an idea of what that is or a vision of what that is then you actually can take the opportunities when they come up and you're like, yeah, that's a good oh, point. this is something that I want to do more of, or, oh, this is something that I really want to bring into my life. And when you start yeah. getting honest with yourself, you can start seeing the little opportunities that you may have not even noticed that were already there, or you can have a conversation with someone and be like, oh, you feel that way too. Yeah. Sometimes we're just a little nebulous about what it is yeah. we even want. Yeah. And so we haven't really thought about it. We're like, oh, we want community, but we don't know what that looks like. Yeah. I think even free writing about that, about I am in this place and this is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm hoping to bring into my life and to also give back to someone else. And so then it doesn't become like a networking type of thing Uh where you're like making a connection that you might need later on, (laughs) which I've always thought is really it feels so disconnected yeah yeah like and it doesn't feel real like it feels like you want to leverage someone to do something but when you're really looking for building something towards a vision or what that looks like you can really start doing actual 
groundwork, having conversations and saying, hey, I'm thinking of doing this. Yeah. Is that something you might be interested in? Like, then you can start Absolutely. getting brave and asking mm-hmm. those questions and not just sitting back and waiting for it to happen. Because it, yeah. it probably won't. <laughs> well, and it's such a good point too, like to to figure out your goals and what you want from community because I think we want different things at different times um, too. Like I have had seasons when I, well, I mean, for example, a couple of years ago, I really didn't want to do, I've done NaNoWriMo on my own for a while and I really wanted to do it with a group again and getting clear about wanting to do NaNoWriMo with another group led to doing NaNoWriMo with another group and being able to ask people to do that with me and, and engage with them in doing that. But I'm not going to do a whole book a month all year long or anything, you know, like, so, so that was kind of for a time or for a season. And, and there was another period of time when I really wanted to grow in my writing by challenging my creative muscles and not just in writing the projects I was working on. I wanted to actively, um, engage with a craft book and, do that, like do exercises, writing exercises with other people. And so that led to a a small group of people who did exercises together each week and shared them and talked about them. And, um, and again, that lasted for a season, but it wasn't what I needed always, or, you know, like at other times I felt like I've needed, um, critique partners and people to look at the work that I'm the book that I'm actually working on and to help keep me accountable to working on it and help keep me um, motivated to work on it. And so sharing work that way has looked very different than those other two groups have looked like. And I think it really does help to know what it is you're wanting for this season. And it doesn't, and to know that it doesn't have to, that things can ebb and flow and things can happen for a time and not for, you know, like, yes. I don't know. I, I think sometimes we get like, well, I have to find my writing community and I have to find my critique partners and they're just going to be my critique partners forever. And I'm going to like, you know, but that's a lot of pressure to put on you and to put on other people. And like, it works so much better when you can kind of just like let things be for, for where, when they are and where they are and ebb and flow as they need to, which means constantly reevaluating what it is you want from community, what it is you already have and what you don't have and where those holes are and how you, how you might fill them. I think getting honest with what you are able to bring into your life because if you try to overextend yourself in that I think I think that's great recognizing like the seasons that you want and also like recognizing that you might want something like you might have a goal to be like I want to do this Mm -hmm. but recognizing and checking in with yourself to say am I ready to do this now (laughs) am I ready to do this now or do I is it more feasible? Like realistically, will I be more ready and able to in three months, in six months, in a year? And then you can work towards that, like in a timeline type of way where you're not like frantically running around trying to get something to happen, but you kind of allow it time to organically come together while also we do have to step out. We have Mm -hmm. to drive. We have to put ourselves out there and ask the question, whether that's on social media, whether that's finding a writer's group, whether that's talking to friends, people maybe in our community that we already know, and just asking if they're interested. We have to be willing to get a no back. And that's okay. (laughs) I think not taking that personally when it's like, it's okay if not everyone is able to do something at a certain point in time, just like we aren't able to. 
And I think being open to whatever that looks like of saying, okay, this is what I hope for, but maybe it changes. Maybe the vision of it changes. Maybe the timing of it changes. And I think holding that loosely um, can be really helpful. Yeah. I think that's such a great point too. Like you will get no's when you step out and when you start to try to find people. I have had plenty of times where I've invited people into things and they haven't been able to. And, and I think the thing that you need to remember is not only not to take it personally, but also to to keep in mind that ebb and flow, like just because they can't do something now, doesn't mean they won't be interested later. It doesn't mean that you can't still have some sort of a writing connection with them in a different way. Yeah. Just, I think there's sometimes a lot of pressure put on trying to find your writing community or your critique partners or your beta readers or whatever it is. And I think it's really good to just, to take that pressure off you, to take that pressure off the other person and to just experiment too. Like, I think one of the best ways that I have found um, to connect with other writers is to trade work. Yes. Like asking people to beta write for me, whether that's an open call or whether that's directly asking someone in particular and volunteering to beta read for, for other people when they ask has been so helpful but it's been helpful because it's been a way to experiment if that makes sense like it's been a way to to test kind of like okay sometimes I've had people read for me and they read for me once and that's it and um there's not really a super strong connection maybe they don't connect with my work maybe I don't connect with their work you know like or maybe they do and it's good and we have positive things to say about each other, but we just don't really like, like sometimes things just are for both parties at the same time and that's fine. Um, and other times I've traded work with someone and it's been like, you know, we end up talking for days afterwards and just yes. it's back and forth and it's lots of like good dialogue. And those are the, the ones that usually then lead to more. And, and it kind of, that initial sharing of work was this experiment, this way to find that out that I wouldn't have known if I had just follow them online or occasionally commented on their work. Like I do think sharing work is the best way to get a sense of who the other writer is, what they like, how they write, what kind of feedback they might give to you. If you were going to be critique partners or do a group or have some sort of more um, consistent community with them. I think another important part of that is that reciprocity, like that back and forth reciprocal relationship. That's not one-sided. Yeah that's part of building that connection both ways. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes it's like, we go in search of it, but we're looking for what we can get. Yeah. And, but if we go into it from a giving perspective, often we also kind of grow that back and forth. Like yes. both people like get something out of it. I think being willing to go, even if you don't get feel perfectly comfortable to do that whatever it is you can always be honest and say hey this is my first time I've ever edited or this is the first time I've ever beta read um or you know whatever it is but I'm gonna try it I'm gonna be brave here um take it as you need to I think being willing to kind of step out in that but also to kind of give as well as get to know that it's that two-sided relationship that it's not just one person benefiting. Absolutely. I totally agree. There are one of the first years that I really like got serious about trying to find community. The, the biggest thing I did, it was, I told myself anytime I saw somebody online asking for beta readers, I would volunteer. No question about it. I was just going to say yes. <laughs> um, it, just took, 
Well, <laughs> I loved it actually. I really Good. did. It took Good. all of the guesswork out of it. I didn't have yeah. to like, oh, is this someone I want to read for or not? I just yeah. said yes and I read for them. And sometimes I didn't care for the book or whatever, but I could always, always, there was always something positive I could say about it. And so I always tried to do that. And sometimes I would give some other feedback or, you know, like usually they had questions and that sort of thing. But in doing that, like it was so much easier after I had read for someone to then ask them to read. For, I mean, that's how Emily and I got connected. Actually, she put out a call for beta readers and I said yes to it. And so I read um, her, it was like a secret garden reselling. Yeah. And after reading it, I asked if she would read something for me. And we just started kind of going back and forth that way. And I think we've both read everything each, each other has written since then. Um, but I like some of the people that I read for, I hadn't, I didn't ever read for again. And that was fine too. Like you, it was an yes. experimentation. And I think I learned a ton as a writer doing that. Like I learned a lot about what I like, what I don't like, what I want my writing to do or not do, what types of books and writing styles and things I connect with because I got a whole variety of them. You yeah, know? absolutely. And, and it wasn't like, I didn't find it overwhelming because I read fast and generally I didn't come across an ass like that more often than once a month or so. Um, but it was like the perfect way to kind of figure out my own taste and learn as a writer and grow as a writer myself. And also to, to just dip my foot into connecting with other people. I love that. And it, so that sparks in my mind, uh, Shonda Rhimes, um, the TV writer who is now has this huge TV um, production company. She did something called the year of VS mm. and she did a Ted talk on it, which is fantastic. And I think it brings up, something really important that sometimes just saying yes, even before yeah. you're really ready, or even when it's something that might stretch you a bit, or that maybe it's a little busy, but you're like, I can make it work. Sometimes just when the opportunity comes up, realizing yeah. that this is a once in a lifetime opportunity <laughs> like to do this thing, mm -hmm. can I say yes? And then just doing it. And if it, become something great like yeah for instance with your experience it could become a wonderful working relationship and it could become nothing but letting it just be just yeah. giving the yes to whatever it is to see what's possible to see what could come up to see what could grow or to even see after you get through with that maybe you know something else I think being open to that of saying yes when opportunities come up can really open a lot of doors and yeah. can really put us in positions that we may not be 100% comfortable with. And we might say no, just out of like that, I'm afraid. <laughs> yeah, like pushing through that to be like, oh, but is there a little curiosity here? Like, is that part of what's mixed in with the fear? And sometimes it's hard to tell the difference between fear and excitement. Like those mm -hmm. can feel really similar. And often we ascribe something to the emotion and we're like oh that's I'm afraid and yet there's a little bit of excitement and spark of interest there and I think yeah. moving past that and just saying when the opportunity comes up yes mm -hmm. for a certain period of time or for a certain type of thing or even just in general it can yeah. really take you to some amazing places and to open up those doors for you yeah I think it's good when you're looking for community to start with. Yes. Like now yeah. I don't say yes to every request that Absolutely. comes in, yeah. but I have a pretty decent 
writing community around me now and it's not as much of a need and I don't have as much time because I do read for for these steady people who read for me steadily and there's absolutely um, that kind of thing but I, I do think it's a really good way to start well and do you mind if we talk a little bit about I know a lot of the relationships I think that that we build have been through social media which Instagram is definitely a useful tool but I do think also like recognizing that realizing that there are ways to actually go out and seek yeah. um, and not as organically kind of directly seek if you're in a situation where you're like I really want to do a writing workshop or mm-hmm. I want to go to a conference or I want to see if there's a writing group within my city yeah. there's yeah. there's so many just different places you can go there's Facebook groups for yeah different city writing groups you can look at the library they might have um on most libraries have really great resources for that groups like that we have had several um interviewees that have come on and who've said that they were at an association and they Mm -hmm. were actually assigned a writing group and i think recognizing that however you go about it there are yeah. variety of methods to look for I've actually gone to several writing groups at Phoenix Fan Fusion which is like yeah. Comic-Con and I think just being aware that there's not only one way to connect yes. there are other ways there are you can join um, an online writing group that never meets in person mm-hmm. and there's so many different little things like that that you could just go out search search for your location, search for your interest. If it, you know, a mystery writer group, a romance group, there's so many different little places like that. So even just doing a little bit of research can bring a lot of options to your fingertips. That's such a great point. And I think that's another place where it really benefits you to get honest about what you want and about what is easiest for you too. Like I already spend a lot of time on Instagram. It, It is the social media that I use. I don't like Twitter. I don't like Facebook. Like yeah. I, Instagram is where I hung out already. And yeah. so it was really easy for me to look for writing groups there. But if you prefer to be in person, if that is easier for you, like, yeah, look for writing groups that are in person. Or if you already are hanging out on tw- Twitter, start reaching out to other writers there or whatever, wherever it is that you already are, I think is kind of a good natural place to start. And yeah. then expanding that to to know what you need and what you can fit into your life, whether that's an in-person group or a virtual group or whatever it is. It'll make searching for that easier too, if you know what you're looking for. (laughs) Absolutely. And whether it's like what genre or what type of a back and forth, like I think doing that kind of soul searching, the process before the process, doing the prep work in advance, like we don't often think about all of that about, you know, again, it's like networking. You don't really think about why you, you want to connect. You often are just like, I need connection. I want connection. And I think having that inner checking in, digging in, seeing what it is you actually want to bring in, what you want to do with it, how it looks, that can be super helpful. But also, in addition to that, I don't know if you've had this experience, sometimes talking to the people that I see within my group and getting honest about what I'm doing, like, yeah, 
that I'm writing and that I am podcasting and that I am doing this. Sometimes they're like, oh, I've written something or like, yeah, and you <laughs> never would have known what? if you hadn't shared. Absolutely. I've had that experience for sure. <laughs> or like, they like reading. And so they're interested in reading yeah. what you, cause they love you. Like, and that, mm-hmm. I think sometimes it holds back a little yeah. bit of those type of things. And I've actually had the very interesting situation. This is not an actual person I was connected with. I was seeing a vet for the cat. <laughs> Small talk came up, having a conversation with the vet. You know, he asked what I did and I said, yeah, I'm, I'm a podcaster and I also write. And he's like, really? I'm working on it. Like it was the funniest, That's weirdest so thing. Fun. You will find writers in a mm-hmm. lot of interesting places. And I think when you open up that conversation to talking about what you're doing, sometimes you find that's actually one of my good friends I've been editing for right now. And we were friends from work, no idea that she was writing. And so it's just, you talk and then all of a sudden you hear that that person's actually interested in it too. And then it brings some, another dimension to your relationship, your friendship. And that's, that's pretty cool. That's so cool. I love when that happens. And you're right. It happens more often than I think you would think. Um, and it does, again, start with just being being open and sharing what you're doing and what you're interested in. Something I don't actually do, but I've heard of people do. <laughs> but it's advice that I think is a good advice. I just haven't gotten around to like implementing it is to put stuff about your writing and reading life or if you know links to your writing website or links to your book on Amazon into your email signature so even when you're emailing nice, other people yeah. in your life who oh, I love that you know your kid's teacher from school or whatever they can still see that because you never know when someone like that might have that kind of connection or might also do something or might be interested in reading your book or things like that I yeah. love that because that also gives another facet of who you are to them yeah and I think you know, sometimes we get uncomfortable with like putting our work feels like self promotion or yep. something, but yeah. But I I think it's being it's it's being authentic. It's being yes. showing up and being a multifaceted, interesting human being that has a lot of interests. And I yeah. I think there's nothing bad about that side of it. Is you know yeah. you're not telling them to buy your book. Like you're not putting that. You're just including it in case they're interested. Yeah. Something else when I think about finding your writing community, I don't know if it's a tip so much as just something that I've learned and that I think it's good to be aware of. Often when we're talking about finding our writing community, we're, we're talking about finding critique partners or beta readers or alpha readers or people that you can exchange work with or um, cheer each other on in your writing or support each other, encourage each other, keep each other accountable, that kind of thing. And I have found it a couple of things to be really helpful to keep in mind. One being what genre they're writing in. I don't think it's essential. Like I have critique partners who write in different genres than I do, but it's always not best, but I, I think it's really helpful to share work or to start with people who are writing in the same genre as you. And it's going to be easier to support each other, to give each other feedback, because you're going to be working within the same construct and within the same kind of rules of the genre and reader expectations and all of that. Um, when you have people reading for you who read a genre very vastly different from you or who write a genre vastly different from you, 
their feedback might not actually apply to your genre, I think. Right. Um, or Absolutely. it might, some of the rules of the genre might be different. So even those writers that I share work with or who are part of my immediate community who write in different genres, they still generally tend to have a similar style or they at least read in my genre or things like that. So I think when you're, when you're looking, when you're asking people to swap work, like it's good to keep that in mind a little bit. And then the other thing that I really found kind of fascinating, and I didn't expect this when I started seeking out writing groups or sharing work with other people, even more important than genre, I have found it to be important to find people who write at the same pace as you. And that's not to say that any one pace of writing is better or worse or anything like that. Absolutely. But it is very hard to be paired with someone who writes at a dramatically different pace. Um, Yeah, it just becomes imbalanced, I think. Absolutely. And you kind of don't know that until you try something Um, sometimes, or I mean, sometimes if people are self-aware enough to know like how much they write or how much they can write in their life at a given time or things like that. But I, I think like it's something else to be aware of as you're looking for people. If you know you don't have a ton of time to write and you tend to write slow anyway, find someone else who, who writes slow too. And, and that works out well, because then you can, you can really take your time with each other's work and with your own work. And you don't feel pressure from them to turn in work when you're not ready to. And yeah, I, I just think find someone who's equally paced with you. I think that's great. Even just from an intention as well, Yeah, like knowing what you are looking for, so that when you kind of connect with people, when you're like, oh, uh, this isn't feeling like it's actually something that is as useful or that this, you know, you can start kind of checking in with yourself, even for that, as you're doing that initial, whatever it is of feeling someone out and kind of starting your, whatever that relationship looks like you can kind of ask those questions of yourself of like, what is it that I'm even looking for? And maybe that's part of the process as well of the, as you go through refining what that looks like, refining what your intention is, but also refining what it is you need and how that looks like within your process and even your process at this current time. Yeah. Cause your process might change and how fast you write might change. I think that's another reason why I would really recommend giving time limits to any sort of group you start or, and and it doesn't, they don't have to be firm or hard set or, you know, like you can reevaluate, but each time that I've invited people into like a writing group, I have done it with a set time period. And I think it's been really helpful. Like we did the nano group and like, that was clearly for a month and we still engaged with each other for a while after that. And, you know, like, but the pressure of that month was kind of off with the time. Yeah. Yeah. And And then I think when I did the craft, um, like exercise group, we had a book that we did. And so we kind of were like, we're going to go through this book and when the book's done, we'll be done learn. Um, and we ended up, I think we finished, we ended before the last chapter, like, and again, it's that flexibility. Like all of us had things come up in our life before we had done the last chapter or two. And so we just decided this isn't working for any of us right now. And there's no pressure on that or hard feelings. We all still exchange work with each other regularly when we can or when we need to. Um, but that, that 
constant weekly thing was done. You know, like we just decided that was, it had run its course. And then the most recent writing critique group that I invited people into, I limited it because I, I knew I wanted to finish writing. I had a deadline for myself. Like I want to finish yeah. Cinder Riker's book by July. So I want to do this group until July and I want us all to finish a book in that time. Like, and so we did. And, and then, you know, like after that, we talked and reevaluated and do we want to keep this going or not? And things, we adjusted things and how we did it um, from there. But I just think it's really good to start with a time frame that feels manageable to you and to the people you're inviting. And that has some end date that doesn't mean you can't extend past that end date, but it gives you an easy out if things aren't working out or if your life changes and you're in a different season. I think it's really good to just give yourself that permission. Uh, and it also like sets that boundary and that expectation. Like yes. when something is nebulous, <laughs> that is when it gets uncomfortable. Communication, like erring on the side of communication and that back and forth, like it creates a little handshake of okay, this is what I'm hoping for. This is what I'm trying to get out of it. And I, I think it's always better, especially on relationships that can sometimes get a little, if you have a little nebulousness, if it's a little vague, people can get confused or avoidant or yes. like this way, if they all of a sudden know they can't do it, they can just say, Hey, I'm not going to be able to, to make that rather than yeah. just sitting awkwardly with it being like, Oh, is this too late? Is it not? It clearly, clearly defines what you're hoping for. And then people can say yes or no based on that information of, is it possible? And then they can communicate with you again if they know that it's not. And I just love that. I think, I think it's always better to err on the side of clearer communication, clearer expectations rather than less. I think yeah. that makes relationships, especially this, that are kind of a little bit work, a little bit friends and being support. Yes. It really helps to define what everyone's hoping to get out of it and when, and then you can have that good back and forth if something falls out. And I kind of wonder, I don't know if this is necessarily true, but something else I've been thinking about just for myself, as I start to dip my toe into in-person actual groups I wonder if kind of um a reverse rule might be good <laughs> like a I'm not going to stop this until I've gone two three or four <laughs> um or like like a I'm instead of a cutoff time a like I have to stick with it for this long time oh yeah does that make sense <laughs> I like, love it like Brian a commitment I, <laughs> yeah like a commitment yeah, of I because, it will be this yeah, I think for, for me, at least in person is a lot harder and a lot scarier. And it's really easy for me to be like, oh, I went once. That's enough. Yep. <laughs> and then I kind of cheat myself out of what could be gained from from actually yes. giving those relationships enough time to develop um, because they're not going to develop in going one time. <laughs> like That's not enough. Um, Absolutely. And starting out is awkward. It always. is. Always. <laughs> And I have a, a three show rule whenever we start watching a new I show, we that. try to give it three episodes because we're like, okay, by the third episode, I mean, sometimes, you know, sooner than that, but generally we're, we're like, okay, we'll give it three episodes and we'll see. And by the third episode, you know, but sometimes before that the show is kind of still figuring themselves out or they don't, 
you know really know or the characters aren't developed yeah. enough for you to really know and I, I think the same kind of true with an in-person writing group like absolutely give it a three show go <laughs> like, I, I think that's great advice because then it gets past all of the uncomfortable feelings that are just with starting something new, mm -hmm. trying to figure out what it is. Like we always mm -hmm. feel uncomfortable when something is just starting because you're, yeah. you're all trying to figure out what it looks like. You're kind of figuring out your place in it. It's like the feeling of like not knowing who you're going to sit by at yes. lunch. Like you, you will feel that horrible like, feeling. <laughs> you always will. And it is horrible and you want to avoid that feeling. Yeah. So you're just going to come up with a reason for why you never want to do it again. But I, I do think there's a lot of value and there's a lot of wisdom in sitting in that uncomfortable feeling, whatever that is for you, if that's three, um, going to it three times or four, whatever that is, is allow it to kind of get out of your system and yeah. get past it and then really see, okay, when it gets down to it, is this something that I want to continue and to bring into my life and to keep having in my life? Or is really, once I get down to it, it's, it was a good thing to try. And it's a good thing to know that mm, that wasn't really for me, but don't let it be this, the, the awkward, like yeah. new feeling that gets you to stop. Because once we push through that, often we find amazing things behind it. We, yeah. we can find a lot of growth behind it. And it's just, you have to, give yourself that time to get to that other side. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope that all of this discussion gives you some things to think about and um, maybe some starting places for how to find your own community. If you are looking for some community right now, we would love to have you reach out to us. Um, find us on Instagram. Like we said, that's kind of where we hang out. And yeah, jump in with talking comment send us a message Oops. like yeah, we would love like, we would love to connect with you and we love story <laughs> yes we're always happy to talk yes. stories and books and writing with anybody so yeah <laughs> it's probably the only thing i'm comfortable talking about with anybody like all the time if someone opens yes. with like they're interested in story or a book that i love i'm like i'm yeah. there i will be talking for three hours and and yet if if it wasn't, I'd just like be sitting, you know, sitting in the corner. Sitting so. in my corner with my book. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank you all for listening. We hope you keep reading, keep writing, and keep putting yourself out there.